Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Now, that is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It's been published in a prestigious journal. And the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So, if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Thank you for tuning in to Morgella's Discussion, the podcast on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy. I've been thinking about the syphilis. It's kind of like a problem that's a problem, a pandemic all over the world, millions of people. I read a study the other day that demonstrated syphilis kills 300,000 babies every year. That's a lot of babies. And then you got relapsing fever, and it doesn't really seem to have a history unless you've read Bitten by Chris Newby. And I highly recommend it. I'm going to put a link in the description below. So out of the three, I do have a positive test for tick-borne relapsing fever. But I wondered, over the past 600 years, first recorded outbreak of syphilis in Europe occurred in 1494-1495 in Naples, Italy. But I was thinking, I was like... How are they telling the difference between syphilis, Lyme disease, and tick-borne relapsing fever? Surely they've got to present in different ways. But I tested that theory. The most common occurrence of syphilis that's distinguishable has to be the secondary phase. Secondary syphilis is characterized by a rash that appears from two to eight weeks after the canker develops and sometimes before it heals. A rash often develops over the body and commonly includes the palms of the hands, and the soles of the feet. The rash usually consists of reddish-brown, small, solid, flat, or raised skin sores that are less than two centimeters across. The rash may look like other more common skin symptoms. Small, open sores may be present. The sores may contain pus or moist sores that look like warts may be present. So now that you know what secondary syphilis is and how most people probably saw it, we think about this 600 years ago, somebody comes in with a rash on their palms, other hands, and on their feet, these characteristic sores. The doc was probably like, oh, it's the French disease. But my question is, in the differential diagnosis, how did that doctor not know that his patient didn't actually have tick-borne relapsing fever or Lyme disease, which the earliest case of Lyme disease we've been able to pin down was from an Italian man 5,300 years ago. That's a long time, y'all. But he was for sure in Italy and for sure he got the Lyme disease. I wanted to see at the very least, could Lyme disease and tick-borne relapsing fever present as secondary syphilis? And here's what I discovered. I'm going to put a link in the description below. The case report is of a 27-year-old black man who came into the North Carolina Memorial Hospital Dermatology Department uh, with a two-month history of a rash on his distal extremities, including his palms and soles. The patient stated that the rash had begun several days after he was bitten by a tick. There was no history of a lesion resembling urethma chronica migrans at the site of the tick bite, except for some photophobia occurring during the first two days of the rash, the patient felt well and denied fever, ate an apathy, arthritis, or genital lesions. 
there was no history of travel outside North Carolina within the previous year. On examination, the patient had multiple annular hyperpigmented non-eurythmitous papulosquamous lesions with marked peripheral scaling on his arms, hands, legs, and feet. Both palms and soles were involved. There were no oral or genital lesions. So this dermatologist got the patient and he recognized, okay, my patient probably has syphilis, but put him through the paces. Was there any genital lesions? Nah. Were you bit by a tick? Oh yeah. And so you were bit by a tick, and we know that syphilis don't live in ticks. You do find the treponemes in the flies, and we'll talk about that later. A Warthin starry stain for spirochetes was negative. Laboratory studies included a VDRL test that had negative results and a serum indirect immunofluorence assay for the Ixodes demini spirochete that had a positive result at a teeter of 1 in 512. I don't know what 1 in 512 means, but it sounds like he had the Lyme disease. Well, that's incredible. So they followed up the clinical evaluation with serologic testing, and this guy had an easy open and shut case of the Lyme disease. They gave him the antibiotics. He got better. But you know what he didn't have? He did not have syphilis. But you know what it looked like? It looked just like syphilis. So the question is, Okay, so that's one down, but what about our buddy the tick-borne relapsing fever? Can it pretend to be syphilis too? Well, I did find this paper, Tick-Borne Relapsing Fever, a Fever Syndrome Mimic. Of course, we're going to put the link in the description below. So this patient came in, she's 19 years old, and she was observed to have pustular skin lesions on the lower limbs, spreading to the groin, upper limbs, and face, and evolving into hemorrhagic bully. They couldn't figure out what was going on. They tried a few different antibiotics. Nothing seemed to work. She had the fever going on. It kept spiking. So they did the patient interview, and it says three people pieces of further history were elicited. 1. Four weeks prior to symptom onset, the patient reported a new sexual partner. 2. The patient has a pet cat, which frequently scratched her legs. And 3. She traveled to southern Spain for four months prior to admission and regularly walked her tick-infested grandparents' dog through Shrubland. She subsequently underwent screening for syphilis, HIV, gonococcus, molecular testing for Bartonella, and serologic assessment for tick-borne illnesses. She was positive for non-Lyme Borrelia species. A diagnosis of tick-borne relapsing fever was made and treatment with doxycycline induced a rapid clinical response. So this patient had the same rash. It was going to her hands and legs. She had the pustules. They were hemorrhaging. This is another case. The doctor that she got in front of knew exactly what to test her for. Syphilis, the Lyme disease, the relapsing fever, the Bartonella, the gonorrhea. And that, that's the full workup. When a doctor says, we're going to test you for everything, that's what I'm talking about. So it turned out this young lady, who probably 300 years ago, if she went to her doctor, that would have been a clear-cut diagnosis of syphilis. She had sex, she's got lesions, you got the syphilis. Uh, but the fact is, it wasn't syphilis. It was tick-borne relapsing Borrelia. I wanted to find out exactly when the germs were discovered, and it turns out both syphilis, treponema pallidum, and tick-borne relapsing fever Borrelia were both discovered in 1905. That's when the actual germs were discovered. And it's interesting that they were both discovered in the same year. Lyme disease, however, wasn't discovered until 1982. But as I've been describing in this episode, Lyme disease can present as syphilis, and so can tick-borne relapsing fever. 
So ultimately, yes, you could make the case that if you go back in history and read all these research papers, all these case reports, these studies, exposés, whatnot, and have you, you could say that when they're talking about syphilis, they could actually be talking about Lyme disease or tick-borne relapsing fever, because all three of the germs have been around for thousands and thousands of years. I was getting close to the holidays. If you're listening to this and you hear somebody, and you know somebody who's going through some issues with the skin and it's not getting any better, afford them this episode. There's links in the description you can send to your doctor, your dermatologist. They can take a look at it and go, oh, maybe it's Lyme disease or tick-borne relapsing fever. Maybe it's syphilis. What do you guys think? Let me know. Leave a comment on the voice line. We'll be checking in with you guys sooner or later with another episode. And check out this music. See ya. I got a bag of fungus.